1: Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today by supporting the Going In Raw Patreon. You can enjoy access to the live taping of the show, exclusive merchandise, and patron-only episodes, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. Hey, friend Steve here. And Lars. Hey, welcome to Going In Raw Dirt Sheet, the best place you can be going for your pro wrestling news. Every week here at YouTube.com forward slash Stephen Larson, anywhere fine podcasts are available. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and the notify bell on YouTube to make sure you're always getting your going in raw content whenever it comes out. We're also available on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Earlier today, when we were shooting our super show, we had like sort of a a messed up week.
2: Yeah, we'll have another one like that next week because we (laughs) got just a lot going on.
1: Yeah. Um. anyways, we had like, I don't know, 60-some-odd patrons mm-hmm. watching us because they are the $5 and up tier um, over there on the Patreon. I'm excited because uh, after this, we're going to shoot our second episode of Going In Raw non-news, which is Patreon exclusive. It's like a 10-minute show. I
2: think that's your favorite show we do each week. It is now. Yeah, absolutely. It's so great.
1: Um, anyways, and yeah, only the patrons can get that. So um, But there's all sorts of great reward tiers. You can check out at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. We're also available... At Pro Wrestling Tees, Pro Wrestling Tees.com forward slash going in raw, where we have 11 designs, including the brand new but very old OG Internet Friendos Tag Team of the Internet shirt. Shirt. That's uh, white and yellow on black. Mm-hmm. A lot of people wanted that. Now, we're, we're, we're now it's there. That. Now it's there. It's there. Yeah. So let's get right into the news. So uh, impacts. Oh wait, Patreon pledges. Oh sorry, I forgot to I forgot to do this on our super show today, Larson. You did. So every week when the new patrons give us money, I give them a shout out on the show. Starting off, Julian Mariani, Scott Beach, Fernando Martinez, Thalamic Rex, The Beer Pope, Mister Haynes, Sean Goal, Walking with Elias, Keomi Two One Six, Ben Owen. Lucio El Rey de los Rudos. Jason Lovejoy. Uh, I think I remember this one, actually. I don't know what I'm doing. Longest reigning losing streak champ, Money Mac. What a great name. Uh, Karen. Abdullah the Blader. Cameron Villasenor. Or Villasenor. Uh, Zermit DeMillion. Eddie Correa. Lake Feldhouse. James Wade. Two Beast. Cody. Matt Rusin. Constantino Barrera Jr. Edward Ale- Oliverus, Joshua Torvey, the original caffeinator, Stephen Larson, sexual tension, yeah, all that sexual tension between us, Larson, Callum Gray, Alexander Iron Knuckle, Andrew Semichek or Semecek, and Charlie, another Charlie. We keep on getting these Charlies. It's weird. Anyways. Now let's get in the news, Larson. We'll start with Scott Steiner. You okay. Fat bastard. So, uh today You uh, might not be fat Larson, but you sure act like a fat, fat bastard. All right, we'll save I hate that. Fat save bastards. it, fat it. fat ass. I, I want you me to have fat ass to
2: give you a lot of Scott Steiner a voice to do coming up here. There's a lot of working on uh, my peaks. Interesting uh, I guess, quotes from a conference call that he was on today. To promote
1: Slam- baby. I can't wait. I'm going to watch Slammiversary. I'm going to do a review on it. Good hey, for man, you. you go to YouTube. Well, you know what? You need to stop saying good for you. you sound like no. a bad
2: bastard, like uh, a I mean, I'm I'm sure your Impact uh, review show is great. It's fantastic. And I encourage everybody to go watch
1: it. YouTube.com forward slash MFC here. bad yes.
2: bastard. Go watch it. I don't have time to watch Impact, so I can't, therefore, watch his show. It's amazing.
1: What? Impact. Oh, okay. <laughs> like on the on the list of things that could possibly be amazing, impact's not you. Only... Wait, what? I thought you, I,
3: no,
2: I thought you were saying your review show is amazing.
1: Oh, it's just me talking, man. It's like this, but without you. Do um,
2: you, you shoot it right here with this chair empty.
1: No, I shoot it. I shoot it at my desk over there. Ah. But I might start doing that. Yeah, maybe. I'll I'll put like a little picture of Scott Steiner right here. There you go. So yeah, he uh, had a conference call promote Slam anniversary,
2: and of course. Scott Steiner, very outspoken.
1: Yeah, yes, um, yeah,
2: you can say that. So you know, there's a lot of topics touched on. First of all, okay, you, this is you all this is all according. This is all thanks to uh, Russell Zone. These transcripts for these quotes. Um. Uh, So let's start.
1: I wonder if we got subdued Scott Steiner or if he was like full on and crazy Scott Steiner character.
2: Well, I can see a couple of these where it sounds like crazy Scott Steiner. All right. So So someone asked him about uh, uh, the difference between uh, the managerial style style of Dixie Carter and Double J Jeff Jarrett.
1: All right. Well, this is
2: what he had to say.
1: If you talk to anybody, there's a huge difference. When people see Jeff, they know that he knows what he's doing. Clearly, everyone knew that Dixie didn't know what she was doing because she's a fat bastard with fat asses. She was a mark wanting to be on TV. It's night and day. People want to come to work. They're excited about what everyone is doing, and it's a totally different atmosphere with fat asses.
2: How many times has uh, Scott Steiner been at Impact once? He gleaned all this from one appearance on Impact?
3: Dude,
1: yeah. he was. So he actually showed up in Arena in the Impact Zone once, and then he was on Skype, and then there was like a, a sit-down interview with him. So he's literally been there backstage like one time. That's funny. That's um, what uh, else?
2: Next. Let's talk about, or Scott, how do you feel about uh, the WWE Hall of Fame?
1: Oh, I'm not going to the WWE Hall of Fame, you fat bastard, because I'm not going somewhere where there's nowhere to go. GPS is the WWE Hall of Fame. Where's it at? See, I'm not going somewhere where if I get in trouble or something, I can't call 911. I can't have a beacon call or call the Coast Guard, because who knows? It could be in Atlantis for all I know, or it could be in parts unknown. It's a joke. How can you go somewhere that is non-existent? I'd better be off of the. I'd be better off if of the WWE Hall of Fame was on the moon. Cancel your reservations if you want to see me, because it's not happening, my freak
2: that's full-on
1: crazy Scott Steiner, right? Ah, ah. Man, why weren't we invited to this goddamn conference call, man? We're freaking wrestling news. Kind of. Yeah, we are. Let's do one more, Scott. Okay.
2: Um, so uh, what changes do you think uh, should be
1: seen in pro wrestling? let fat bastards. The first change they should make is getting rid of Stephanie McMahon and Hunter McMahon because they're two idiots who are running the whole place up there. It's like, I feel sorry for the wrestlers nowadays, you fat bastards, fat asses. They've got to follow the instructions. These two idiots, they clearly don't know what they're doing. Fat asses. They're not watching because the ratings are down, and the reason why I call him Hunter McMahon is because he obviously wears the pants because he's a fat ass. Okay. It's great, man. There's a bunch of these great quotes from Scott Steiner. Yeah, there's
2: a lot of other stuff. Um,
1: (laughs) There's some really messed up things. Yeah.
2: Um... I mean, I pretty much just put this on the show because you really like Scott Steiner. I know you like doing his voice.
1: This is, de- yeah, this is definitely not news How come this is non-news? This because it's too good for non-news. This is great. Oh, man, he even gave his views on the Russo versus Cornette war. Oh, man. You might have to watch this afterwards. Is this a thing that's available? Yeah. Is it this? Oh, man, I'm so listening to this later. Oh, Again, great. this is
2: think this is a uh, Wrestle Zone. watching
1: NXT? I'm going to listen to this.
2: Uh, Wrestle Zone, thank you for these transcripts. We'll give the the call a listen later, hopefully. Um, so are you more hyped to watch Slammiversary after
1: Hearing the 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 crazed ramblings of Scott Steiner. Man, I'm I'm hyped to watch Slammiversary because it's going to get my YouTube channel all that YouTube money when I do my review on it, Larson. No, actually, during Slammiversary, I think we're both going to be at the G1 yes, special we are. in Long Beach. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. So I might watch it maybe that night because I'm still going to be in a hotel room in Long Beach. I'll have nothing to do. I might pop on Slamiversary at that point and then do my review. I don't know. Um, does this make me more hyped for Slammiversary? No, of course not.
2: I don't even think he really talked about Slammiversary oh, based on Ohio. Well, mean, there's one question. Someone asked him about uh, must have asked him about the mystery guest that's scheduled to appear at and I think he just spoiled it.
1: So he <laughs> <thought> it's, it's <laughs> he said, I be. think that Shaquille O'Neal will be the mystery and guest. <laughs> and that's been the rumor name. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Look, man, nobody's watching Slammiversary Shaquille O'Neal, okay? Some people might kind of check out Slammiversary for Scott Steiner. But I think you know if if somebody if people are into Slammiversary, they're going to be watching it for EC3 versus James Storm for Alberto El Patron versus Bobby Lashley because those are matches that might actually be something. Who's uh, who's competing for the X division? title? The X division title is a two out of three falls match Sanjay Dutt versus who's the champion versus the Low Key. So that should be a pretty good. hope I think that'll probably be a pretty good match. Uh, you know it. I want I want Impact to to succeed. I do. too. I think they got some some. I they they might have. I don't know that Ed Nordholm fella, He <laughs> he doesn't seem like you know the smartest bunch of the group. Jeff Jarrett. He's literally Jeff Jarrett has his own segment on non news here. It seems weekly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's two for two. Yeah. Um. So. You know, it it is what it is, but they have some good talent there. I'm there. I watch it for the wrestlers, you know, because they got guys like Trevor Lee. I like Braxton Sutter, Uh, uh, Eli Drake, uh, Chris Masters, who goes by Chris Adonis now. He's there. It's a home for other people. They got some good stuff going on there. Yeah. Um, Slammiversary. I'm looking forward to it. But uh, but you know maybe hopefully they have their... as long as people are getting paid that's all I care about yeah I want to see people get money like exactly
2: that. no I want I want wrestlers to have a place to go to work and collect a steady paycheck and I if agree Scott
1: Steiner helps bring people in to get that accomplished then then by all means I'll say this uh, this is one thing that I've pointed out in my review show is that the the rivalry between the feud between Josh Matthews and Jeremy Borash is nowhere near nowhere near the level that Michael Coulton, I'm oh, sorry, Cole Oh, nowhere Hallmark. near the depth that Michael Cole because yeah, yeah. that was literally irritating. Josh Matthews and, and Jeremy Borash manage to get the job done in an entertaining manner and they let their feud be this almost tongue in cheek thing in the background. Mm-hmm. Um and so it's, it's played up more for comedy, and Josh Matthews is a very charismatic guy yeah. who knows comedy, uh, and Borash knows comedy as well. Josh, Josh, uh, Jeremy Borash apparently is one of the guys behind The Broken Stuff. Yes. So, um, so there's some good stuff there. It's just they've been a joke for so long because yeah. of how they conduct their business. It's hard to buy into it. Yes. But if they focus on wrestling, they might have a chance yes. to, to do something. Before we move on
2: to our next story, Steve, do you want uh, one more plug for your Bad-ass. for your impact review?
1: YouTube.com forward slash Steve here. You see fat ass.
2: There you go. All right, moving on. Moving on uh, to probably some real news. Um, so uh, today on Wednesday, uh, cage side seats in their rumor roundup had uh, it was just one sentence, um, a bit about uh, Bailey. Yeah. And what they said was Bailey uh, quote will take a decreased role on Monday Night Raw for the time being, and it makes perfect sense after her loss during the Gauntlet match. She was the first competitor in, first one eliminated. Yeah. Um. She really didn't get a whole lot of time to shine during the match, so it seems pretty obvious that she's out of the title picture for the foreseeable future. Um, and it's it, when when she got brought up to the main roster, it seemed like she was going to be essentially a license to print money. Yeah. Um. Based on her enormously successful run in NXT if they could capture that energy, even just a fraction of it on the main roster, she was going to be massive, absolutely massive. And pretty much from the beginning, they have bungled uh, her creative. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, Bailey was just on the Stone Cold uh, Steve Austin podcast this week. um, And she talked a little bit about her her time on the main roster and the difference between NXT and the main roster in terms of uh, her experiences there. Um and she said that she is still figuring out the main roster crowds. Mm-hmm. Um, and she says that you know, NXT is such such a feel of, of of family. It's a different beast. It really is. Where uh, you know people will boo, but it's, it's they're. They'll boo you because they're in on the performance aspect of it. They appreciate good work in NXT. They'll boo people who are heels because they're supposed to boo people who are heels. Where the main roster people boo because they just they think you're being pushed too did, much.
1: Let me ask: Does she make a point of saying that? Yeah, that, that's that's true to an extent. But then you know, even Marie got booed because she was oh, yeah, that's 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 a singular thing. thing. Yeah. I agree. I know. Um, uh,
2: she talks about the reactions she's been getting on the main roster. Um, Man, and she said she's huge in Europe.
1: Yeah, that is interesting.
2: Yeah. Um, she brings up the 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 football, the soccer chants and, and songs, and whatnot. Um, but she talks about you know going out uh, and getting what she thought was a decent pop, and she mm-hmm. mentioned this one case where she was working a program with uh, Alexa Bliss. She came out, and got a decent pop, um, and then Alexa came out and got a really good pop. Yeah. And Bailey's like, oh, I thought my pop was pretty good, but I guess not. Mm-hmm. Um, she talks about you know she the reaction she's getting has been okay but not on par, obviously, with, like, Seth Rollins or or she even brings up Sasha Banks. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of the end of her, her appearance, she says that she's in a weird spot in her career right now and that she felt more certain about what she was doing at NXT. She didn't elaborate because they had to end the show mm-hmm. and they said they continue that conversation next week, next yeah. Tuesday, I think the show goes up. Yeah, it's Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um, so it, it seems to me that she is very aware that things aren't going at least as swimmingly on main as they were in NXT. Yeah,
1: I think that would that would be like that would be I mean, like whoever you are being in front of fifteen thousand people or between you know three and fifteen thousand people on a nightly basis, you know oh yes You know where you are in the yes. order of things. Um,
2: so I guess it, you know assuming that they're gonna they're gonna kind of push Bailey, you know uh, more towards the mid card of the women's division. Um, maybe give her an opportunity to uh, or get creative, an opportunity to kind of hit a reset button on her, on her character. What can they do to fix Bailey? Because what they're doing right now is not
1: working. I have the exact answer. What? Emma. Feed her Emma. And I want like a long program between these two. Here's the thing about Bailey is that that gets lost in the, oh, she's, you know, they're, they're, they're not handling her. Uh, they're, 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 playing up the, oh, it's Innocent Bailey. There's the rumor that she's going to have her first kiss at SummerSlam which, God, I hope that doesn't Terrible happen. Terrible idea. That's a, that is exactly what you do not do. Yes. You emphasize one thing. I mean, one thing that you should be emphasizing is how good of an actual wrestler she is. yes That's the thing. We haven't really seen that. We got to see that with Charlotte and Sasha Banks. They yes. had this great feud that, regardless of who was the heel or who was the face, I mean, Sasha was supremely over, and Charlotte was doing a great job as a heel, Man, they put on some great matches they, did. they really did having a kendo stick match with with Alexa bliss and then have Bailey not understand like what the point of the match was or just psychologically check out of the match Well,
2: it wasn't that it was it was you know the story was like could she bring herself to 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 to
1: to, to be, be that, to be that yeah, violent. to, to yeah. want to yeah, to and be then, violent. you know they had
2: that promo afterwards where she said I don't I didn't come here to bruise people I came here to make people smile.
1: Well, you know what? When she was in NXT, I saw her put on some pretty brutal matches with Oscar. Yes. Yeah. I saw her put on some amazing matches with Sasha Banks. Yeah, where people were obviously getting bruised. Yes, so that should never have come out of her mouth. No, and so you want and Emma is a fantastic wrestler. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how seriously people take her as a heel because of like she just she looks like she's too sweet. Well, she, you know, sometimes she seems like she still smiles. <laughs> I know it's great. During matches it is great. Um but if you emphasize if you sort of bring Emma down a notch in terms of like wearing the aviators inside and having a scowl on her face until she's in a match and she forgets she's supposed to be scowling, um if you maybe humanize Emma a little bit or less make her a little less cartoonishly heal and pit her against Bailey in a storyline that has hey nothing to do with the fact that with with Bailey's obsession with being childish, which is what they've done, yeah, like don't make it about that, no, make it about something else.
2: yeah, and we touched on it before is, is uh, i I don't know if this is their motivation per se. I, I would like to think so, and, and their efforts to, to make it happen are just mi- misguided. But they're trying to make Bailey relatable because that's her greatest strength. Yeah, she is eminently and insanely relatable. Yeah. Um, but rather than present her as an under a, a, a competent, no, not just competent, an excellent wrestler who, despite that, is still the underdog, they kind of just do this weird, like she's immature, yeah, type thing. Where she's just the she's the this, this woman who managed to live out her 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 dreams she
1: had growing up, and yet somehow never actually never really growing never up, never really grew up, and she needed her dad with her in the fourth grade. It just it's it's character assassination. It really is. You know what I mean?
2: So she's not an underdog anymore. Right. She's not an underdog. Right. And that was what really worked in NXT. Mm-hmm. She was just this massive underdog. It took her forever. It wasn't like she debuted and started winning everything, which is what exactly happened in the main roster. Mm-hmm. She in NXT she struggled. Yeah. And it, through that struggle, she built up a fan base. Yeah. And at no point have they ever done that with her. Well, I mean, look, I'll, I'll
1: say this. Not I to will...
2: say that she has to come up to the main roster and start job
1: in all the place, but... Well, I'll say, you know, that, and that's the sort of the thing, is that, and this is what I've said all along, it won't be easy with Bailey. You know, you're sitting there and creative. To get somebody who had a complete character arc already in NXT... Where do you really go from there? You could, i don't want to say you copy it, but you can, act two could can
2: be an extension of act one in that, okay, she overcame her underdog status in NXT. This is the main roster. This is a completely different thing. Mm-hmm. Now she is, she's not, you know, champ here. She's, she's a rookie. Yeah. So you can kind of, I don't want to say copy that storyline, but you could retell that story
1: again. I, I agree. I agree. I just think that a lot, of, a lot of Bailey, a lot of the creative issue with Bailey, well, when they go so far as to say that her dad was chilling with her in the fourth grade, that's just stupid. That's just stupid. I'll say this. I'm sorry. A lot of the potential problem there lies with the details. How do you tread that line? How do you walk that line of, oh, she's sort of childlike? But you know, but she is she is kind of a fish out of water because that's kind of her story too. You know, it's like everybody else comes out and tries to be a badass. She comes out trying to make people feel good.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, there's a difference between trying to make people feel good and being childlike. I don't think in NXT I ever looked at her as being childlike.
1: Why not? But wanting to hug everybody and stuff—that's kind of weird. Um, no, I, I know, I know, but I'm just saying, like, creatively, th- creatively, she is not the easiest nut to crack. Yeah, potentially. I think that's the case. I think that's why they bungled her so poorly. Some people are extre- are extremely easy nuts to crack. Braun Strowman, very easy oh, nut I mean, to crack. Most obvious. That's the most obvious, the most obvious exactly. Um, Seth Rollins, easy nut to crack. You know, some people are Kevin Owens, one of the easiest nuts to crack. Yeah, you know,
2: but it just seems like whoever was booking her her storylines for the most part in the main roster just was completely unaware of what she did in NXT. That's kind of what it felt like. They yeah. just, it wasn't like they even went or, back or to NXT. They, or they
1: completely misinterpreted it. Yeah.
2: They didn't go to the NXT and, and, and find out what worked for her mm-hmm. there and find a way to work that into her character. Yeah. Instead, they just recast her as something that she really wasn't in NXT.
1: Yeah.
2: And it's not working. Yeah, and right. it seems whenever she comes out, she knows it's not working. And based on her appearance on Stone Cold's podcast, she knows it's not working.
1: And maybe, I mean, honestly, maybe having a decreased role, maybe it'll be a blessing in disguise. Mm -hmm. If she, here's, here's the key. Honestly, this is the key. I mean, look, Sasha banks got over, I think, for a couple different reasons. She is, number one, she's very attractive. That's not like the main reason. She, she's reckless abandoned in the ring. Yeah. She really puts it all on the line. That's yeah. what she makes it look like in the ring. She's a fantastic wrestler. She's a great storyteller. and She has a very, very striking charisma to Yeah, her. she does. And so you have all that going on for Sasha Banks. With Bayley, if she simply, if she's sort of in the background, but she's wrestling the best matches, and that's why I say Emma, because we know that Emma can wrestle the best matches. If she's in there with Emma to start and they're putting on great matches, you have three hours on raw you I know. Can find give time for a B if SmackDown, in two hours can find time for a women's B story, then so can raw yeah give give them twelve minutes a week. right, fifteen minutes, you know to put on the best matches in the division. You can do that now because Sasha banks, who is one of your best wrestlers, is being is being up is going up against Alexa Bliss, not one of your best wrestlers. Nia Jax, who has a very definitive wrestling thing, is not one of your best wrestlers. But you She is one of the better performers in the women's division. She might be the best
2: wrestler, but in terms of the total package of, uh, of, of, of portraying her character and
1: having that come through and how she wrestles, she's very good. Who do you think she's going to be going up against next? Nia Jax. Because right now you got Sasha. And- I was reading
2: uh, a thing today. It might be in Cage Side Seats that, that the, the tentative plan, I guess, is, is Nia Alexa Bliss for the title at SummerSlam.
1: Oh, that's interesting. Hmm. I don't know who Sasha's going to go with. I don't,
2: I don't know. But another option for Bailey, if not Emma, would be someone like Mickey James. Oh, that would be great. You know, she's a highly decorated veteran, knows how to wrestle.
1: There you go. Exactly. There's right. options. You need to turn Mickey heel. But but you have a bunch of you have so you have Emma, you have Mickey James, Dana Brooks' terrible wrestler. Um, you have those two options right there that can be that can put on really 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 fantastic matches. If the crowd knows, this is the thing, it's kind of the inverse of the Roman Reigns effect. If the crowd knows that a guy who not everybody is really responding to is being shoved down our throats, if they know that they, they rebel, if somebody who they want to like, and I think people want to be into Bailey, yes. they're not giving a reason to, like they're giving us Bailey's your life. If people want to be into Bailey, but they know that she's being kept down, but she's having really good yeah, matches, yeah, 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 yeah. are you kidding it's me? A it's a Daniel Bryan thing. It's a Daniel Bryan thing. Yeah. And there you go. There you go. And focus on the matches. And I swear to God, if I hear one more thing about, oh, Bailey, in your diary, you said that you wanted to be And Honestly, I don't want to hear Bailey ever say again, when I was a kid, my dream was to be champion. I know. I don't want to hear that anymore. I know. You're not a kid anymore. Nope. So anyways, that's how you fix Bailey. Have her wrestle matches that we know she can wrestle.
2: Good. Well. 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 Great. Great. Next, are you five, Steve? We're going to the G1 specials in Long Beach this weekend. Usually, when there's a major show that happens, what do we do? Um, Mark out. We predict. Buy merch. We predict who's going to win. Yeah, predict these shows
1: correctly. Who's going to
2: win? Yes. So uh,
1: very unpredictable.
2: I know. This uh, your pronoun refers to the tournament to uh, declare name the very first. IWGP United States Champion. Okay. So let's just get right to it. You have the tournament bracket in front of you. Let's yes. go through it. First match: Michael Elgin versus Kenny Omega. Who wins?
1: Well, the New Japan Cup was known for first round I'm upsets.
2: A, yeah, but I'm gonna say
1: Kenny Omega. Yeah, Kenny's
2: wrestling on both days. Both days.
1: <laughs> That's a good point. He's wrestling both
2: days. He's wrestling both days. <laughs> Kenny Omega wins. Kenny Omega. Next: Jay Lethal versus
1: Hangman Page. Well, we're gonna get. We're gonna get Kenny Omega versus Jay Lethal. Yeah. Oh, Jay Lethal goes over. Jay Lethal definitely goes over.
2: Next, Juice okay. Robinson versus Zack Sabre Representing Jr. Representing
1: the Gucci Japan. Zack Sabre Jr. goes over. Hold on there, son. Because we've Robinson already seen versus we've Sabre
2: already seen Juice versus Naito. We have not seen Zack Sabre Jr. versus Naito.
1: Oh my gosh, we're gonna see Zack Sabre Jr. versus Naito, yeah. Because is
2: probably gonna beat Ishii. Unless it'd be kind of funny, I think, if Naito's like. There's too many belts. I don't want this belt. I'm just going to lay down.
1: So we've already seen Juice Robinson. Man. You think they're going to give us Zack Sabre Jr. versus Naito?
2: Yeah. Unless Naito decides he's going to be- take part
1: in this tournament. Well, we're not. We're not this is isn't official predictions.
2: No, so, this is casual.
1: So... I'm going to say Juice. Okay. Man, no, but I really... Okay, here's the thing. I'm going to go with what I want. I go yeah. with what I want. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah, Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah, Zack Sabre Jr. Oh my God, him versus Naito would be yeah. great. Oh, yeah, Naito's going over Ishii. Yeah. I was so dismissive of Ishii in the New Japan Cup, and I shouldn't have been. Oh, he was great. But here, I'm going to be dismissive. Let's go through the other uh,
2: championship matches of day one. Day one. Tag title match. Gorillas of Destiny versus War Machine, a rematch from Dominion. Who goes over? this
1: is interesting. This actually might be the the point where they actually have a title change. They they need a title change. Not just a a title crowning. A change, change, yeah. They need a change, and War Machine held those titles? Do we know? Is, Is War Machine like New Japan for life now? No, I think they're still wrestling Ring They're still Ring of Honor, yeah. Honor, right? Okay. Because I know the Intercontinental Championship ain't changing hands. That's a look. Yeah. Um, is the junior heavyweight title being... Is that up? They've announced it yet. Kushida, Kushida's... He's in, a,
2: he's in a tag match, day one.
1: Okay. All right.
2: They've announced a, a junior match. I don't think shirt. they're
1: going to take that off him anyways. Um, yeah, I think War Machine might get these titles yeah, back. Yeah, I think so, too. I'm thinking that's the case. And I want to see, too. This is going to be a good match. Yeah, it is. I love... I love War Machine, and I love uh, Gorillas of Destiny. of Destiny. All right, you know Gorillas of Destiny if you take the first, the, the initials, spell out God. I know, or backwards, you know, because in Japanese you read from left from right to left. Dog, just dog, yes. <laughs>
2: um, uh, the main event, night one, Okada versus Cody or for the heavyweight championship. One. Yeah, wow, that's the main event for night one. Oh, Okada's going over. Oh yeah, yeah, that's happening. That would be something else, though. What odds do you give Cody of actually winning this match? Twenty,
1: up to twenty. Okay, up to
2: twenty. I'll say fifteen.
1: Yeah, okay. Fifteen, 15. sounds good. That's I, th- this is going to be this is going to be a big match for me personally, and I'm a Cody Rhodes fan. I love what he's done since mm-hmm. he left the WWE. I love it, but the talent the talent level in New Japan up there at the top is so crazy. This is going to be. Uh, one step towards seeing, or one indicator to see if he's in top six. Yeah, you know, and it's kind of important if you if you if you have any hopes of capturing any of those titles in New Japan. Has he signed firmly with anybody? Nothing aware of. Wow, wow. Yeah, because there was a
2: spell where he was gonna declare, and he kind of backed away from that. I think. Yeah. All right. Let's go to day two. Day two is the semifinals and the finals of the United States Championship. All right, tournament. So, so, we,
1: so you say Lethal's going to move on.
2: Well, okay, let's just go through it. Uh, Kenny Omega versus
1: Jay Lethal. Kenny Omega, man. You're in America. You want to spotlight your biggest and best dude. And that man is Kenny Omega. Okay,
2: Kenny Omega. All right. Um, Zack Sabre Jr. versus Naito. It's got to be Naito. It's got
1: to be Naito, so man. So it's going to be Omega
2: versus Naito.
0: Ooh. You think
1: Naito's going to win this belt? I do. I do. you got to say Omega. Yeah, I will. Yeah, man. Even though I don't really think Omega's going to win it. I think because, and I think it's this. So your point, what was your point against Naito winning it? Oh, because he treats the belt so awfully. I know! If his storyline has to do with the belts... Then doesn't it stand to reason that he just lost a belt? He hates belts. He says there's too many of he says them. says there's too many. And he's fighting for a belt. Yeah. So he's going to take it and, I don't know, throw it in the dumpster or something. Yeah, no, I don't know if they want to treat
2: their new title that way, though.
1: I don't know. I can see him doing something different that's maybe as dismissive. But not but disrespectful. And then getting, getting a guy like a Juice Robinson in on him to, like, feud over the title. Something like that. I could see that happening. Or even wouldn't want to see Jay Lethal versus Naito. I know. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. Uh, What else is going on? Day Um, two. uh, The Intercontinental title match. Tanahashi
2: taking on Billy Gunn. Tanahashi's winning. 100%. Guaranteed.
1: No doubt. Why are we going to go see a Billy Gunn match? I don't know. I honestly don't get this. Put Billy Gunn in the tournament, man. Yeah. If you want, like, a Billy Gunn. Have uh, have
2: Jay Lethal versus Tanahashi.
1: Juice Robinson.
2: Wait, have who would you
1: say? Jay Lethal. Oh, who wouldn't want to see that? No, are, are you kidding, kidding me? me? What, is it, what, is, what is that? Uh, lethal Injection? Yeah. A great name. It is. A great, move. A great move. Great
2: um, move. Also, junior heavyweight tag titles Young Bucks taking on Rapongi
1: Vice. Oh, man. The Young Bucks are going over. People are going to be buzzing after this match. If, if, if anybody there hasn't seen a Young Bucks match live. This is the match to see against Roppongi Vice guys who know so will well. Will Beretta? Yes.
2: Will he uh, do a plancha and will he land on Matt or
1: on people? I think he'll land on one of the bucks. Okay, one of the bucks will catch him on his shoulder, but not on the floor. Did. I don't. I don't think he's going to do that again. I hope not. it's really painful hope to watch. Not. Yeah, man, can I get my heart on an egg shirt like now? Oh, I know. it'll will sell there. Can I? Uh, can I get that? Uh, Expedited? Yes. Overnighted? Have it shipped to you wherever you're staying. There
2: you go. Those are our predictions. Nice. Very good. The, the best. Question time. Those are
1: best value predictions. Okay. Questions. Um, I wonder what uh, food they're going to have there. What am I going to eat during Walmart G1? Special G1? I don't know, man. I don't know. Nachos.
2: I wonder how long these shows are going to be. I'm guessing they're be between three and four
1: hours Five each. and a half hours Two Each. On each. Boy, how many matches are... Oh, they have now nine There's nine matches for night one. Oh, wow.
2: Wowie, wow. I'm guessing uh, Okada, Cody, is going to go at least a half hour.
1: We're going to do Kushida, taking Time Bond, part, part like five, part four. All right, moving on, questions. The Bulgarian Patreon, Nadin Varbanov. My girlfriend and I binge-watched Glow. We love it. And now my girlfriend is interested to check out some actual wrestling. What should I show her first? I was thinking maybe a Royal Rumble or Sasha versus Charlotte match. Thanks. Too sweet.
2: Sasha, Bailey, NXT TakeOver, Brooklyn. Oh, that'd be good. It's good storytelling. Yeah,
1: uh, like,
2: Hell in the Cell. Show her good wrestling. WrestleMania 28 the Triple H, Undertaker, Hell in the Cell match. Great storytelling. That one you kind of need to know more about the backstories of everybody involved. But I like
1: your first suggestion first. I yeah. like that
2: best. Yeah, that's the best suggestion. I
1: think, uh, what was it, NXT Brooklyn 1? Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Mm-hmm. Takeover 1? Mm-hmm. That was good. Or Takeover Brooklyn 1.
2: Yes. Pizza Overlord Enos Butts the Fourth. Hey, friend, it was quite obvious. Roman loves the heat from fans and feeds off it um, with his character. Would you prefer to see the continuation of this version of the character, or would you rather have a full-on heel Roman? He does have to stifle uh, smiles when the crowd booze him.
1: I've noticed that. I, you know what, man? I, I as much as as I think he could be entertaining as a full on heel, I just don't care anymore. I'm fine with him doing what he's doing.
2: It's, it's. I don't want to see him. I don't want to see is. a full heel because I don't really care to see him cheat.
1: Totally oh enough. no, no, no! I'm not talking about that. Who's a good example of what I'm talking about? There's a. Uh, Oh, Neville. Neville didn't cheat. Well, okay. Yeah, he cheats sometimes. Sometimes. He doesn't need to against in, the most opponents. In opponent. desperate that's times, he That's the just That's the difference. In desperate times, yes, he cheats. But he, he didn't cheat in the blow-off against Austin Aries. Land on his back and put him in the rings of Saturn. Yeah. So, and that's the Neville I like the most. You know, like, bringing the ref in, that's whatever. But uh, you're right. I don't want to see him cheating. I think that, you know, we've always said this, like... Especially if you're a guy whose personality doesn't necessarily shine through all that much, like naturally. Heels are the best way to go. Yep. So, personality-wise, I'd love to see that. Who wouldn't want to see Roman as a heel who dominates everybody? I know. That'd be hilarious. That'd be great. Great. So, I guess I do want to see that. Yes.
2: Former four-time predictions champion Tyler Farrar. Farrar. Hey, friendos, what's the next step for Enzo? I don't think he can reasonably feud with Cass. They booked him so weak over the last two years that Cass would easily kill him.
1: Yeah, I don't know what the next step for Enzo
2: Mora is. Oh, I don't
1: I don't know. Do you
2: think they'll have a match at Great Balls of Fire? Obviously, Cass will go over, and then maybe uh, Enzo will, will find a proxy.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking that. I think that he's got – doesn't he have to team with somebody else? He's got to, like, transition into a managerial role? Or go to 205 Live? But even that, he's not the best wrestler, though. No, he is. That's, like, an understatement right there, dude. I know. It puts Enzo in a tough situation. It's a tough spot. Yeah. His entire, literally his entire pro wrestling career has been tied to Mm Mm-hmm. That's not a good spot to be in. Um, The Bulgarian Bruiserweight, Aaron G. I feel like Neville's becoming too good to only be in the Cruiserweight division, and he should eventually move on to greater things. What do you think his ceiling would be with his current character if WWE lets him compete on the main Raw roster? He says for him, he thinks the universal title is a stretch, but he could see him being a strong upper mid Carter IC champion. Yeah, I'd say like like at the Miz level. Yeah, probably probably his ceiling. Yeah, universal's a bit ambitious, and usually that's reserved for guys that Vince really likes. Yeah, um, that's what I've been saying. Crossover between the shows. See him bust out of 205 Live. If anybody's gonna do it, it's gonna be him. Yep.
2: Um, Leonidas Maximus Titanicus. Who is your early pick to win the Slammy Award for Superstar of the Year? His is the King of the Cruiserweights, Neville. His character performance, since his heel turn to raise people's interest in 205 Live, and he is also currently WWE's longest reigning champion outside of NXT. <coughs> slammy. Superstar of the Year. Neville's got to be in contention.
1: Oh, for sure. Definitely in my heart, at least. I don't know. I'll probably give it to something lame like Seth Rollins. <laughs> <It's> Samoa Joe. <laughs> it's not lame. It's not lame. It's just safe. Samoa Joe. Uh, yeah, but he's he's lost a well, not a bunch.
2: He's lost a bunch, and he's been like the best part of all the last few weeks. Yeah. Maybe on SmackDown. Baron
1: Corbin, who was Superstar of the Year last. I year? have no idea. It's got to be AJ Styles. Yeah, probably it's AJ. Um,
2: Gage Catois. Can you do a power ranking of who you think will win the G1 climax? Great question! Wow, what a good question. So there's, I don't know how many competitors? They just released the schedule. Uh, Omega Okada three is happening the last uh, uh, set of matches before the finals. That's crazy. So I'm guessing that may there's a good chance that will determine who wins the B block. Yeah. Um, I don't think historically the champ wins
1: the G1. Right, 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 right. Um. Hold on, let me pull things up. And this is the power ranking. We need five names. Yes. Go ahead, you pull that up. I'm going to write the numbers down. All right. I'm going to say number five. Uh, well, I'm, I don't think Okada's even going to be on this thing. No.
3: Oh, I that.
2: Darn it. I had it up. And I lost. How long do
1: you think Cody's going to be our uh, Ring of Honor champ? Um, I don't know. It's a good question. I feel like that's preventing him from doing some things. I, I feel like that's preventing some unpredictability in his role in New Japan. I know. I know. You know? I know. Like, is the Ring of Honor champion going to win G1? Is he even going to be in it because they're not going to have him lose? No, he's not in it. Oh, he's not in it. No, oh. I think
2: he has some indie dates or something. I thought I read. So
1: let's let's just kind of come up with
2: some uh, contenders, top contenders. So Naito, of course, top contender. Man, Kota Ibushi versus Naito. First oh, yeah. day of the A block, man. That's fantastic. So I think Naito is a solid contender. You got to put Kenny Omega in there.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Suzuki is an interesting dark horse.
2: Yeah. Who else? Tanahashi, of course. You got to consider. It'd be interesting if they had Zach Saber Jr. win. I don't think it will.
1: Yeah, I know. Well, you know, I mean, the G1 has had you
2: know, Omega was the
1: surprise winner,
2: mm-hmm. you know. So I think uh, one and two in some order has to be Naito and Omega, I would think.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at some of these other names. Naito, Omega, and
2: Tanahashi. No, it just doesn't, doesn't
1: feel like there's anybody who's like, oh, pff, there it is, Yoshihashi. It doesn't feel like there's anybody that's like on the verge. Like if, I if, if LIJ had a standout second to Naito... Because they've got evil Sonata Bushi and, Bushi, and, yeah, and
2: Bushi, yeah, Bushi, yeah. But and Bushi's a junior; I don't think he's in this. Okay,
1: right, right, right. Um, I mean, I felt like they were going to do something with Evil for a second there, and mm-hmm. I feel like they didn't. Um, they
2: not really done much with Sonata as a single. No, player, they even haven't. his his match against uh, Ishi in the New Japan Cup was great. Mm-hmm. That's a really good match. I would think Naito Tanahashi and Omega have to be
1: top three, one, two, and three in some order. Yeah. What happens if? Wait, so by the rules, what happens if the champion does win the G one? Um, I don't. I think he just gets
2: to choose what he wants to oh. wrestle <laughs> Man, yeah, I don't know. I mean, this could Okada Omega could very well. Because I think last year um, Okada and Tanahashi wrestled to a, a draw. And and that's how either Naito or Ma- or no, either Goto or Omega advanced.
1: Go to the B block. Which B block? I'm sorry, just the last B block show. This is the last B block show. Oh, it's right there. Yeah. Oh, okay.
2: So I think for the B block, it's going to be, I mean, there's Omega, there's Suzuki, and Okada. I don't really think anybody else in that block is going to win. And then you have Tanahashi and Naito. Man.
1: I wonder if they want to go in on uh, going on Michael Elgin at any point? He signed with there, I on mean, relatively recently he signed mm-hmm. like full time with New Japan.
2: Mm-hmm. But he also just lost to Cody Rhodes.
1: No, I know, but
2: You think Kota Ibushi has a chance?
1: If he's going to sign then yeah. Yeah. If he if, he, if he's going to sign then he's probably my favorite pick. Yeah. To be honest with you. We well, have yeah, Kenny Omega winning again. Yeah, that'd be surprising, right? I feel like okay. So my my feeling is this: I don't see anybody who's on the verge of breaking out. Yes, you know what I mean. Like even Zack Saber Junior., who I feel like he should be on the verge of breaking out, he
2: just came over to Japan. He pretty just recently. came over. There. If this exactly. was next year,
1: right, right, more likely, yeah. right.
2: All right, number one. Who's number one? You can go with Abushi. I'm
1: saying Kota Ibushi, man. All right.
2: Number two. Then we get Naito. to the, yeah, Naito. Okay. Then Omega. Omega. Tanahashi. And then five. Zach Sabre Jr. Zacky Three builds. Okay.
1: Where's Chuck Taylor in there? He's not in it. Is Trent Beretta? No. Give me Trent Beretta. All right. Next question. Next question. Screw attack, game attack, G1 champion, dumpster monkey Matt Rusin. After attending Money in the Bank last weekend and watching Bad Blood for your retro review... I got very prideful of the wrestling history in my hometown of St. Louis. Yeah, man. I think Orville Brown was from St. Louis. Mm. Maybe. Uh, That got me wondering about all the great moments that happened just in my lifetime. I was wondering what you guys think was the most significant of the following. What's the most significant here, Larson? Yes. Bad Blood, First Hell in a Cell. Rock's first WWE Championship. That's Survivor Series. Owen Hart tribute show the night after he died. Raw 1000. The first time Sting ever set foot in a WWE ring at Survivor Series 2014 and the first ever women's money in the bank. The correct answer is, of course, Hell in a Cell. You think so? Yes. You're going to say it's either that or The Rock.
2: I mean, it depends on what your criteria is, too.
1: The criteria is, uh, what is the most significant? Well, I
2: mean, (coughs) what do you place on, like, historically significant or... This is a subjective measure. I'm just trying to decide
1: where did bad blood fall in the beginning of the Attitude Era? Wasn't that the one that was like two months away from Vincent's speech? It was a month before the Montreal Screwjob. See that? I feel like that. And I don't. I mean, I don't think that Hell in a Cell necessarily was. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't the the starting gun that the Montreal Screwjob was because mm-hmm. that was the starting gun for the Attitude Era. But it was definitely a strong amount of foreshadowing, um. And so I don't know. In my mind, it's kind of it's kind of bad blood. I mean, The Rock had plenty of championships, and The yeah. Rock, The Rock was so above championships, anyways. Yeah. And that was a great. I mean, look, dude, that's the side of your favorite pay per view. It's probably one of my favorite. Yeah, it is my too. favorite, favorite pay per view. that is huge. Plus, well,
2: I think the 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 Owen Hart tribute show was was pretty was pretty significant.
1: Yeah, it was. It was. That's kind of a footnote that not a lot of people like to talk about,
2: you know? Well, I know. Cause it's just a bummer. It is a bummer. Like Raw 1000, it's, it's, like a, it, yeah, it's, it's a pretty important television milestone, but I don't think the show itself is necessarily significant. I
1: mean, significant. Sting, in foot in WWE, yeah, it's pretty, pretty big. big. It probably happened 15 years too late. I just don't see any of those being as big as First Hell in a Cell. Okay. you know, To this day, I mean, what's your favorite WrestleMania match? Oh, yeah, Hell in a Cell 28. Or a WrestleMania 28, you know? Hell and, cell. and this, arguably, is,
2: you know... Top 2 Mm-hmm. So, we have video questions. Oh, nice. First, from Carlos Hackworth. Let's see what Carlos has to say.
3: Hey, what's up? What's going on, friendos? Uh, my question for you this week, um, seeing as how Raw has a lot more of the bigger name talent, but uh, SmackDown is a more entertaining show, do you think nowadays that uh, the smart marks, uh, the people who are more into... Um, the product are they more interested in the name or are they more interested in the storyline thanks again friendos Uh, have a great day
1: thank you Carlos thank you hmm I'm
2: going to say I'll I'll say the storylines
1: yeah me too man people mark out because it's it's People mark out, not necessarily for who it is, although they do, people mark out for who it is and what they're doing. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. You know what I mean? Like, Goldberg coming back was, oh, wow, Goldberg's back. That's cool. Holy crap, they had him squash Brock Lesnar. That was insane. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's it's a match, but that's storyline, you yes, know, and then they is. they built a story around yeah. that. That's what people marked out for. Yes. Um, So I think that, that we're more interested in, in storylines Yes, absolutely Next, from Lee Fox Let's see what Lee has to say
0: Hey, there friendos, it's your friend from across the pond, Lee Fox here Uh,
1: Just if I look a bit tired It's because I've just watched the entire season of Glow
3: um, Which was fantastic I'm not going to say too much or ask, tell, ask any questions about it Because, well, it was spoilers um, But yeah, it took a lot to get through it All ten episodes, forty minutes long Anyway, my question about to you today is about Conor McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather on the 26th of August. Do you think this fight is going to be one massive joke just to make loads and loads of money? Do you think the outcome could be Conor McGregor actually goes on to be a 49-time, 49-streak uh, winning champion in boxing, or do you think that Floyd Mayweather will knock Conor McGregor on his ass? I'm um, interested to hear your thoughts, and if you're going to watch it, because at the moment, I sort of, I'm not interested, but I am at the same time, um, and I'm surprised a lot more friendos out there haven't asked you your opinion on it, so just let me know your opinions. Thanks, guys.
2: Thank you, Lee. Thank you, Lee. So, are you going to watch Conor McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather? I
1: am getting into my dad's house. Oh, okay. My dad is interested in watching it. He, uh, who's the think he's going to win? He better hope that, or he, he better think that Floyd's going to win. Yeah, Floyd's going to win.
2: Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, uh, I understand that Connor has some punching power from his MMA days. Mm-hmm. Um, but how long has he been trained to be a boxer?
1: Oh, yeah, no. I mean, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be so wishy-washy. Floyd will win this thing. Like, that's a definitive. Like, this is kind of a joke of a match, to be honest. Yeah, it kind of is. It. But it's going to make a lot of money. Oh, it's, yes. It's, uh yeah. I mean, it'll be if, if. if. If Connor can make it interesting, then it'll be like an eye-opening moment. Yeah, and then we'll see all sorts of these MMA guys flooding. Over I the know. Like, ah, how are you doing?
2: How long? How long? Do so you know Floyd is 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 a, he's a defensive fighter?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and how long do you think Connor will last? How many rounds before he gets he's gassed? Four, you know,
1: you know, man. I, I five. don't. I, uh, honestly, I don't know enough about boxing to know but I can't believe it's going to last that long Is it? do you think that's going to be the big thing is him getting gas yeah that's how I
2: mean Floyd doesn't
1: I don't remember the last time he's
2: knocked anybody out
1: I know well, some, so somebody leaked this was like a couple of weeks ago somebody leaked some sparring session of Conor McGregor's where he was just getting tap 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 so maybe this is the one thing that again I don't know much about boxing and you say Floyd hasn't isn't really known as a knockout artist so I get that but shit the fact is if you're a boxer who can land punches, you have a chance to not? Yeah, Floyd's uh, got fast hands. And he's really, he's got fast hands. He's exactly. got really fast hands. So, I, I don't know, like a knockout in the second round? Okay. <laughs> surprise me. Right. Would it surprise
3: you? No, no, no.
1: Jordan Carter. Let's see what Jordan has to say. Okay,
2: Jordan.
3: Hey, friendos. Who do you think Ty Dillinger has to feud with for him to become a big deal on SmackDown? Let me know what you think. Thanks.
2: Thank you, Jordan.
1: Who? Who is he talking about? Uh, I knew you we were going to do that. Who is he talking about? Kevin him? Owens. I don't know what he's talking Kevin about. Kevin Owens. Uh, have Ty win the Battle Royal. Yeah, man. Have Ty win the
2: Battle Royal. The Independence Day Battle Royal, man. Have him feud with Kevin Owens. Just yeah. give us some TV time. Yeah. I Maybe
1: mean, that's just for a month. Have him join the Wyatt family. Doesn't make any sense. No. Kevin Owens would be good, though. Kevin Owens would be great. And everybody would pop for that. Kevin Owens could get that guy over so easily. So easily. Ty is chock full of charisma, man. Yeah, he is the everyman kind of. Yeah, but he's Although also he has perfect like ten. weird hair. But then he's also the perfect ten. He's the most relatable
2: perfect ten probably on earth.
1: Yeah, no, totally. Because he's kind of like it's like a tongue in cheek perfect ten. Yeah. Because who wears a collar like that and they think they're actually the perfect ten? I guess that's a decent point.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Connor W has a question. Let's see what Connor has to say.
3: Uh, long time <laughs> viewer, first time patron, first time question asker. Uh. So, I've been watching ROH and New Japan for the first time, because I've always seen the interest in it, but I've never gone out of my way to watch it, but I uh, I started with uh, World uh, War of the Worlds, where the uh, ROH and New Japan, because I was like, that's a good starting off point, that I get to see both of them, and then uh, I got New Japan World, and I've been watching ROH episodes on the Fight App, and um, I was just asking um like any advice for people getting into the indie scene uh top guys uh like best views stuff we should watch um like my favorite guy from ROH is Dalton Castle and my guy from New Japan is Naito because he has throws on his belt like crap and I think it's hilarious um uh, all right thanks Windows. thanks
2: Connor thank you Connor uh, well, uh, watch Pro Wrestling Gorilla. Yeah, pro- you have to order their DVDs, but it's worth it. Yeah, watch Pro Wrestling Gorilla. It's like the, most the most creative, creative stuff, stuff going right, right now.
1: now. Watch anything with Ricochet. Yeah, That's uh, my
2: favorite. check out uh, Progress. Um, I don't know if they broadcast their shows live, but they offer them
1: streaming. I think ICW has um, uh, has their stuff on the Fight TV app. Oh, okay. As well, so I would suggest check that out. Because uh, honestly, like a lot of the the upper echelon indie leagues, indie federations. Promotions, those guys will show up at like Jeff Cobb for example. He shows up at our local show, yeah, and he's you know he's the biggest name, yeah, you know in terms of national indie exposure. Um, so yeah. Uh, Karen uh, has a question. Let's see what Karen has to say.
3: Hey, friendos. Comparing this week's women's matches, both the Gauntlet match on Raw and the retake of the Women's Money in the Bank ladder match last night on SmackDown, do you think the correct participants in the match won? Also, winners aside, who do you think was the MVP of the match? And no, Steve, you can't pick Ellsworth. Thanks for your feedback. Talk to you soon. Bye.
1: Thank you, Karen. Thank you. Um, did, the, did the correct person. So the gauntlet match on Raw was won by Sasha Banks. Yes. Uh, yeah, well, let me say that. We got Great Balls of Fire, and then after that, SummerSlam. Yes. Do you like that? Do you like Sasha Banks? And then moving straight on to if Nia Jax... If the the rumor is correct and it's Nia Jax. Do you think that's like a wise move to have Sasha versus? Oh, Alexa I think moves? I would think
2: Sasha. Sasha's Alexa,
1: biggest baby. I
2: right? think Sasha Alexa at Summerslam would be the, the larger draw. I agree. I would think.
1: Yeah. Any chance to do Sasha Bailey at no. Summerslam?
2: No, that's that's the WrestleMania feud if they're going to do it. Yeah. But to answer a question, yeah, I think the correct women won the the gauntlet match and Money in the Bank. I think if Carmella hadn't won. Um, all that heat she got from uh, Ellsworth helping her win uh-huh. at pay per view would have just been gone. Oh, for sure, yeah. And it really would have done a significant uh, harm to her character. So I think her winning was the right call. Sasha winning, I think, was the right call too.
1: The, you know, I don't know. I was it the right call, maybe. I kind of feel like Nia Jack should have won the Gauntlet
2: match. Oh yeah, because to she was she is my MVP. Naya oh, for sure, Yeah, the she's totally MVP.
1: I kind of feel like she's like totally worth like that because that, that could be kind of a turn for her. You know,
2: I think I, I guess when I saw the thing about her facing Bliss at SummerSlam, uh, that was kind of like this was the match. The gauntlet match was the one where people could view her as not just dominant monster heel, but someone that we enjoy, you know, seeing. Beat people up.
1: Well, no. Here's the thing. And yeah,
2: start the face turn that
1: way. Yeah, I think I honestly think the Gauntlet match could have been a face turn, a complete face turn. It could have been. If she if she beat Sasha cleanly, and they can they can have Sasha job clean and Nia Jax. To do that, that would have made her instant face. Oh yeah. You know, and then like a segment on Raw the following night or, or the next week where they sort of solidify her character as a face, Sasha gives her respect or whatever, yeah. and then Sasha moves on to something else. That should have been Great Balls of Fire, Nia Jax versus Alexa Bliss, which then feeds into them the rematch at SummerSlam yeah. because Alexa heals her way. Yeah, out. no, I agree.
2: That's a good story, too. Yeah.
1: Um, Nia was
2: definitely the MVP of the Gauntlet match, though.
1: She was oh, great. absolutely. Who's the MVP of the... And I know she said, I can't say Ellsworth? James Ellsworth. No, it's uh, Becky Lynch. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that, too. I was going to say Becky Lynch, too, because she was like... She was, she was my pick, for one thing. And in both matches, she really put forth the story that this was hers to win or hers to lose. And uh, so it's going to be really fun to see her and Carmella probably uh, feud yep. over the next couple of weeks. Yes. So, yeah. That's it for the Dirt Sheet. Yep. We're heading... Right now, we're going to go to Long Beach.
2: Tonight. And after that, no, yeah. We're going to do non-news, and after that, I'm, oh, headed, non-news, the, I'm, I'm right. headed down to Long Beach tomorrow. So,
1: tonight. On like, Thursday. In you know, like 15 minutes, you're going to be on your way to Long Beach. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye.
0: Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot You can host the best backyard barbecue. You can find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around.